Isadora is a singer, activist, author and humanitarian born in Los Angeles, California and graduate of Redlands University. During the late 1960s, Sandra met and revitalized Africa's revolutionary genius, Fela Kuti. Called the Queen Mother of Afrobeat, she has been featured in the Tony Award Broadway musical, Fela, and featured in two documentaries, Beware of Mr. Baker, a documentary about drummer Ginger Baker, Finding Fela, and My Friend Fela. Dana Rawls is the co-chair of the Australian chapter of Democrats Abroad's Global Black Caucus. Democrats Abroad is the official Democratic Party arm for the millions of Americans living outside the United States. With degrees from the University of Georgia and Georgetown University, Dana has a passionate interest in technology, media and human rights and how they contribute to humanity's social and economic development. Ed Blakely is a former Washington insider, an internationally recognised leader in urban development and planning, advisor and author. My name is Sean Britton, radio journalist and co-host of the podcast US of Ed. We are facing a rollback. During most of our lives, we had affirmative action that was supposed to take us someplace. We had voting rights, and I marched in Selma, and that was supposed to end it all, Martin Luther King. We've all been in the marches and the like. We've seen some change. There are Black presidents of corporations now. Uh, There are a few Black presidents of universities and the like. But the poverty rate is still very much the same. The number of people in the proportion going to universities is still very much the same. But all of a sudden, post-T, I call it, a rollback started under the big T to make America great again. It was to make us less again. Ladies, why is there a rollback now? Dana? I, I honestly think that the great rollback is the response to, to those very things that you just brought up, which is the Black presidents, the Black heads of colleges, the, the clear advancement that the Black community has made. Um, I think a lot of people are intimidated, they're threatened, they're unhappy with that great rollback. And this is why you've seen, you know, the last four years in particular, you've seen these, these efforts that have been made to, to suppress the Black vote, to minimize the importance of Black Lives Matters and other social movements focusing on African-American issues. And I think that this rollback is a response to the clear and obvious advancements, the clear and obvious progress that so many in the Black community have made. And it is incredibly frustrating and it's terrifying. Well, Sandra, you've been around the world. Are things rolling back everywhere or is it just in America? It it seems to me that we're all, everything is going back. Um, But if you really look at the, you know, the situation, because right now, there's this push um, of, you know, equality. You're, I think you're going to see an upsurge of uh, more. Well, let me 
talk about what I know, the entertainment industry. You're gonna see more black entertainers coming forward. You're gonna see a change. And this isn't like it hasn't happened before. Um, you know, whenever there's uh, some truth that comes out, some, you know, deadly truth that comes out, then all of a sudden, here's the pacifier. Mm-hmm. And um, right now, what I'm seeing is, oh, let's give them, let's give them a few more uh, peanuts. Let's give them a few more and then they'll quiet down and then we'll go back to the way things were. So a few more will come through the door. So I don't really, if you look at our story and his story, then you'll see it just repeats itself. But we need to break that mold and make a change, a solid change to realize we're all in this boat together. All right. Now, in my day, Stokely Carmichael said, let's get out of this boat together Let's start our own state, set up our Mm -hmm. own governments, go our own way, because we have enough power, American Black people, to be, what, the fifth or sixth largest country in the world. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Every time we try to break away, um, we're pulled down again. Uh, A good example, Black Wall Street. Uh, uh, another example uh, right here in Los Angeles, Bruce, uh, California, Bruce's speech. Whenever we start to thrive and wherever we start to thrive, there's a pullback and a pull down and a destruction. Uh, Atlanta may be an <laughs> example of that currently. Atlanta, I just read, has some of the wealthiest at the middle class in Atlanta, black middle class America, and let Fulton County has more income than the white middle class. Uh, And there there are about 15 counties around the country where that's true. Uh, I did not know that. Will income make a difference in this rollback? Are we now so much a part of the economies that the rollback cannot succeed? I income is a huge part of it. I mean, but just as Sandra said, I mean, every time the attempt is made to expand, to grow, something happens. And, you know, it's just like with Obama's presidency, look at what the correction was to Obama's presidency. We had four years of Donald Trump. So with income, you know, Atlanta, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, will always be my home. Um, I grew up with a Black mayor. I grew up with Black doctors, Black dentists. I mean, Black everything. I've seen Black excellence my entire life. And And two great Black universities. Absolutely. More than my grandparents graduated from, my grandfather graduated from Morehouse, my grandmother from Spelman. And they instilled in all of their children, all of their grandchildren, the emphasis on education, the emphasis on being able to go out and contribute because there would be so much trying to be that rope around your ankle, that, 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 that thorn in your side trying to keep you down. So even with income, even with education, 
we're still not where we should be because the opportunities are still not there. And it's still that old adage. It's not what you know, it's who you know. That thing has to die in order for there to be true equality. And yet I could go on LinkedIn right now, Ed. I could go on LinkedIn this very second and I could find a half a dozen posts from the most well-meaning people that are saying networking is the key. It's not about what you know, it's who you know. That's true. And, Sandra, and this, is part of, this is part of the problem. Sandra, you, before we start to tell the broadcast, we're talking about this networking and how it works for until you get right to the finish line and then they change the goalposts or the goal line. <laughs> Say more about that. Tell that story. Well, you know, uh, it's true. I mean, it's, it's right there. And, and you can see it almost daily. And even with what um, Dana just said, I agree with her wholeheartedly. You know, um, no matter how much education we have, no matter how hard we strive, it's who you know. And basically, I would say my, my survival and, and how I have been heard, you know, because mine is a voice that most, most of those in the establishment don't want to hear because I'm going to speak mm -hmm. my truth mm. and a lot of people don't want to deal with the truth and and you know I was reared in a household where that they taught me that to speak truth because no matter how bad it hurts it is better to deal with the truth and I know all these things to be true our people are being disenfranchised and we're being disenfranchised now because uh, you are not here in America, and it just so happens that I happen to live in the sanctuary state, and right now, the homeless population in, in California is unreal. Yes. It's unreal that right. we are supposedly the greatest nation, but yet in see, still, I see poverty like I've never seen it before. Mm -hmm. Another thing um, that baffles me is when I went to China and all the things that they told me about China, I found out was not true. Uh, Dana, turning to you. In Australia, uh, since you and I have lived here, native people have received land. And all of a sudden, people are talking about the environmental movement and why that land can't be used by them uh, to put houses on, uh, to uh, improve their way of life, because that land has to be preserved for future generations. Now, while people of a different shade tore up all the land to put housing on it, as soon as <laughs> the native people want to put housing on it, oh no, we need this for the environment. <laughs> Have you heard that story? I have not actually heard that specific story, but it doesn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me at all. And remember, you, uh, exactly what. Oh, sorry, yes. I'm just going to say, I remember speaking to somebody a few years ago who was greatly concerned about the amount of land here in Australia that Indigenous Australians 
actually controlled. And I said to them, look, if this land is ends up being worth something, if this land is valuable for some reason to the wider population of Australia, if you don't expect the Australian government to move the goalposts once that situation arises, you're living in a sort of fantasy world because this exactly. has been happening for the last 200 years. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I mean, it's the same thing what happened with Native Americans and the U.S. government and the treaty after treaty after treaty that was broken. I mean, it, it, the idea that the people who are the, the rightful inhabitants have too much land, I, I don't even understand how anyone could, could voice something so bizarre. I mean, Sean, were they actually afraid that the land would be mismanaged or what was the concern? Of course. Yeah, by and large, they were basically, the main concern was that development in a Australia would come up against these boundaries that had been created by giving Indigenous peoples the land. It would come up against those boundaries and then stopped and we wouldn't have any room for expansion in this country, of course, where the amount of land we have available for expansion. So is I'm an attorney for yeah. Indigenous people. And as soon as we got a piece of land, they said, we need it for recreation and the environment. Before, kangaroos were running on but now all of a sudden, we need we're endangered Sorry. species. I think we're the endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell people that the Australia and the United States in terms of space, that they're very similar in size, and Australia has less than a tenth the population, people are astonished. They think Australia's some tiny little speck. And I go, no, Australia's huge. So the idea that somehow we're running out of land here and you know the second an, an indigenous group stakes a claim, a legitimate claim, somehow that this needs to be given over to the the kangaroos and the wall wallabies and everything. It's it, you have to almost laugh because it's absurd, but I'm sure for a lot of indigenous people, it's not the slightest bit funny. Let's turn the corner no. here. Now we all know the problem. We've seen it, we've lived it around the world. What are the next steps? Let me put out three different options. One's the option, the Stokely Carmichael option, that is do business with ourselves, like they did in Tulsa with their own Wall yeah. Street. It's possible to start your own Wall Street firms, is it not? Remember Golden State Insurance? My first insurance was from an African-American <laughs> company. All right. I mm -hmm. And I Broadway Bank, not near you, Sandra. Uh, it's you know what? Not Broadway. Uh, I don't know if they merge, but we still have one black bank that I know of. But I I remember these things. And Broadway is right there. Banking's growing. <clears throat> Shouldn't black banks go? That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is beat them at their own game, like the basketball players. Why don't we all get MBAs? You're so well educated, like some people from a place in the Middle East, that you can't turn us back because we're the most educated. Uh, speaking of the University of Redlands, uh, Juanita Harris was the first black to graduate from that. That was my aunt. 
and she worked Hi. in public schools in Los Angeles and fought her way to being a principal in an all white school. And now there's a school named after her in San Bernardino, California. Wonderful. She beat them at their own game. Mm. A third scenario is the politicians now are so bad. We should do exactly what the women's movement's doing is running for office everywhere in every district in the country. Think what would happen in Georgia if Blacks started running in those Republican districts. It Love it. Scare the bejesus Agreed. <laughs> huh? Love it. I'm, I'm option. Hey, what it takes $50 to run from public office in most of the states. I'm option, I'm option three all day. Ed, we live in a world where white men with criminal records get more opportunities than black men with college degrees. Option two is a battle we cannot win. Option three, I love. What about you, Sandra? What do you think? Wow. Well, you and Ed have put a lot on the table, and I agree with all of it. <laughs> and one of the things for certain, change must be made. Mm -hmm. And I think change begins with telling the truth, educating and letting our young youth know the truth, because we've all been lied to about everything. Well, look, and that's true. However... You know, uh, we, my brother lied to. So, yeah, my brother is a Howard University graduate, and uh, since he was there, less than thirty percent of the students are Black Americans. Mm. Howard. Now that's depressing. That's depressing. That right there is depressing. Because. Wow. Yes, because it's the black students who go to Harvard are going to Harvard. You know, Ed, don't depress me any further, please. <laughs> you know, All it's right, just let's sad. Be hopeful. Let's be hopeful. Imbalance. If when you look it? at the imbalance, it's just mm -hmm. sad. And, and see, from what I know as a social worker and having worked as a social worker in Los Angeles, I see how. When the immigrants come into this country, how they are being educated on where to go and get those low student loans, where to go get housing, where to go get business loans, all of these things, these are things that indigenous people born in this country do not know. I didn't know America gave away free money. You know, it wasn't until I started working as a social worker and I saw with my own two eyes the imbalance. So these things are very serious, dear, and, it, and you know, it's just sad. And one of the things that the county of Los Angeles never wanted, if the news media comes in, you do not do any talking. Right. They never wanted me to talk because I'll tell it. My goodness. I'm getting emotional about it, excuse yeah. me. Ooh. No, 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 no. This show would die, you know, as they say, at midnight, <laughs> the truth dies in darkness, doesn't it? That's absolutely right. Now listen. It's just sad. But let's start talking some truth about the next steps. I think all three of those steps should be taken. I've got two lovely grandchildren here. 
I'm putting some money aside. And it says, you can use this money to go to Howard, Wilberforce, or any other institution in the United States. You can continue your education. Because that's where they're going to get an education. They're not going to get it from the University of California. Right? Why don't all of us say, and I don't care if you stay two years there, one year, or all four years, you need this education. Hmm. The second thing is, like my old, both my daughters, they're politically aware. Hmm. When I visit my daughter in Boston, she called up the deputy mayor, my father's here, come over. He doesn't say, oh, I'm busy. In 20 minutes, he's there. Because hmm. he knows the next election, he won't be there, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So why are we so politically illiterate? We should be in everybody's campaign. Absolutely. And that's, this again, is why I think, I think we ought to have a couple thousand people in his campaign. Well, you know, this is he, where, again, I give props to Stacey Abrams and people mm -hmm. like her because that has been her MO. You cannot have a populist who has no idea when the election is, what's on the table, what they're voting for, and, and have them be productive, have them feel as though they are engaged if they don't even know what's going on. So we need to get more civics. We need to get more information out to our people. If, I swear, if we had a million Stacey Abrams and people that, you know, the Andrea Youngs, the the, the what is it, Latasha Browns that are in Georgia that have made it their mission to go into these neighborhoods and interact with people who have felt as though I don't vote because it has nothing to do with me. And on one hand, you want to say you're wrong, you're wrong. But on the other hand, what they're saying is not entirely wrong because they are so removed from the process because the issues don't involve them. That's right. But you have to get people to understand these issues do involve you. It might not be something that you can see today, but it will involve you. It will in impact your children, your grandchildren. You have got to be involved. You've got to be informed. You've got to be engaged. And well, that's that's the only way. That's what I'm trying exactly. to do. So Sandra, what do you say? You're in the media. You affect millions, multi-millions of people. How do you use that to get these messages through? Well, once again, I say speak truth to power, tell the truth, deal with the truth, put the statistics out there, let the people know the truth, let them see the imbalance that's here, but they want to hide that. All of the truth is usually hidden. But, but, but we have a chance. You have a podcast, Sandra. You know, yes. I have one. Uh, I don't write as much as I used to, but I put out an article or a book every once in a while. And I got grandkids, you know? And I got you guys, Dana and I are working together over here to do things over there. Mm -hmm. So every day is our day to spread the two in the media, in business, in our communities. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much.